Last time on Knights of the Roll Table, Team Valiant spent time with the tribe of Afriti in the Red Basin Desert, learning they have been driven from their home by a despot of their own kind, known as Gohal the Brutal. Meanwhile, Team Slate have taken out two of the three targets on their list of turncoat knights, as they plan on the third mark, Drodos the Wizard. Guys, um, we shower. We sh- you shower together. together. <laughs> oh, whoa! <laughs> nope. Our steamiest season yet. <laughs> nope. 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 No. All right, you guys make your way back to the Knights of the Realm headquarters for Caster City, and you are familiar with the facilities at this point. You're able to um, rest up. You're able to have a quick bite, do anything else that you might need to. Obviously, shower off, maybe clean your clothes real quick, get a second set on. Uh, Is there anything else that you guys want to do to prepare or rest before you head out? Uh, is is there a is there like an open buffet or how do we how do we eat around here at the headquarters? Well, there's uh, there's kind of a kitchen that is well stocked with stuff, and it seems like there's maybe uh, one kind of like a lunch lady <laughs> in there. Yeah, and she's you know uh, in charge of uh, all of the consumables. She- What's your name there? Yes, my name is Dagani. <laughs> Dagani, okay. Dagani. All right. Well, I'm Biscuit. It's so nice to meet this you, Zignius. This is yes, uh, of Deidre, course. Yanni, Arix. Of course. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we all uh, had just had a couple battles and we're uh, weary travelers and, you know, we're, we're knights of the of the realm, you know, as they, I'm sure you know that. But uh, so uh, what y'all got to eat around here? Anything good? Like, would you have a special? You got any uh, pudding cups? Pudding cups? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I could make some pudding uh, for you. I don't have any prepared, but um, everything is stocked for if you wanted to make your own thing. I could certainly uh, make something for you if you were hungry right now. We'll just take what you go ready. Oh, I could probably uh, cook up something. I, I'm a bit of a, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on my color- culinary skills. Oh really? Well, we have we have a kitchen here. It's it's fully stocked. I, I'm in charge of making sure that it's um, suitable for everybody. And if you need any help or anything, I'm I'm happy to help. Okay, uh, I, I'm gonna pick three ingredients, and I'm gonna make something out of that. It's a little game mm, that okay. uh, we used to play. Do I get to pick the ingredients? Yeah. Well, m- maybe I maybe I can roll for it. Okay. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> On the ingredient table that the DM has ready. Uh, let me search. <laughs> you know, in a backseat uh, DM there a little bit there, Chris. I, don't, I'm, I can't wait. Well, I can just, you can just give me three. You can just give me three random ingredients if you want. No, 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 no. You, you want to roll, baby? Let's roll, baby. Let's roll. <laughs> let's roll. Let's let's roll. Okay. Let's see. Oh boy. Now I'm in a whole other document. Every season's got to have at? a food challenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because we've done so well with them in the past. All right, uh, she she says, "Okay, um, why don't I why don't I pick the ingredients? Okay, and you can try and make something, and then I'll taste it and give you a numerical rating. Oh, great! On that, that's okay. wonderful. 
Super. All right, your three ingredients are a duck breast, mm. a mandrake root, mm. and a an orange onion. <laughs> Wait, which which one is it? An orange or an onion? And it's an orange onion. It's a variety of onion. Oh, like a yellow uh, onion, very... but it's orange. Okay. Correct. Yes. It's not a purple. It's not yellow. Huh. It's an orange onion. Any Halfway s- between red and yellow. Any of y'all know yeah. what a mandrake root is? I don't think I've ever used one before. A mandrake root. This twisted pale root resembles a gnarled humanoid infant. It inflicts the poisoned <laughs> condition for one hour when ingested. I was going to say. not cooked correctly. Isn't mandrake root real poisonous? Um... <laughs> This seems like one you of know those what? ingredients it, uh, that you wanted to get hmm. rid of in the pantry, and mate, you're just like, hey, <laughs> this seems like a, a good group to get rid of it on. Well, you'll have to use your culinary skills to defeat the poisonous element to get out the natural oh, well, uh, flavor now, within the mantra. Do we have to eat what he makes, or can we get something that has already been vetted by a professional? Yeah, I just want some dried meat. Look, I just work here. I don't know what sort of game you're playing. I am just here to serve. Just a salad with a grilled chicken breast would be fabulous. How about grilled duck breast? With a little bit of onion. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to... Okay. (laughs) I'm going to... um, (laughs) I'm going to cast enlarge on the duck breast. (laughs) So it's (laughs) twice as large. It's going to (laughs) go... I'm like, okay, here we go. Uh, and I, I cook it up on a like a flat a flat uh, oven area, and I'll start chopping it up, uh, and and kind of you know ginsu it a little bit, and then and then I'm gonna mix in the onions and thin slices like chop 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 you know kind of thing, and then and then I'm I'll I'll kind of you know chop that up and mix in the onions with the duck, and then uh, I say all right, and Rx, you're on mandrake, go ahead and boil some water. Boil some All water. Right. Come on now. Our Rx will go boil water. And put it on that uh, little fire pot there and, and uh, that little fire pit, you know, with the, the stove there. And then uh, we're going to put the mandrake root in there and just let it boil. Okay. Um, All right. Continue cooking the duck and the onion. Oh, it's smelling up. And then the, on the olfactory nerves are kicking in. It's oh, it smells so good. Mm, it's like mm, tickling the, mm. the, the, the your, your nose and it's making it so good. And then uh, I'm going to cook that for uh, about, you know, 20 minutes or so and, and make it all uh, succulent. And then I'll start putting on some little plates and serving it up with uh, a nice mead. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you all, y'all have like a a vintage, you know. Of, yes, of course. Something that we would have, go uh, well we with um, poultry, and and I'll course. serve that up, and then um, <laughs> I'll just hey. take some of the mandrake and kind of uh, thinly slice it and put it off to the side, and I'll be like, "Now this is a garnish. <laughs> this is a garnish. Mm, Don't eat I it. See. It's just a garnish. It's like the little the little hairs that stick up, and I'll just this is a garnish. Don't don't eat it. Just it's a garnish. Okay." Go ahead and roll a d20, and you can add, uh, you can use any wisdom skill you think you would apply here. Oh, that's a 19 plus one. That's a, tw- a dirty 20. Excellent. Very good. Uh, for your plating, go ahead and you can roll a d20 and add any charisma modifier uh, that you want. Uh, 14. Couple little dribbles on the side. Sorry about that. Ooh, excellent. So Sorry, Yenny. She she sits down and she um she looks at it and she kind of smells and uh takes a bite. 
kind of has a, a, a reserved smile that comes over her uh, face. She takes a bit of the onion and, and cuts a bit more uh, duck and uh, kind of eats that together. Takes a bit of the uh, mandrake root and kind of like a little piece of uh, pickled ginger that she would put on a sushi. Kind of puts that on a bite, tastes it, and she says, this is truly brilliant. Uh, using the boiled mandrake root as a garnish really enhances the flavor inside of the um, orange onion and really ties together on the bed of the duck breast. It's truly succulent and delicious and tasty. And I this 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 is an A. Oh, thank you I very give much. This, an a. this is excellent cooking. Appreciate wow. it. Well, dig in, tuck in, everybody. You know, I, I dabble a little bit in uh, alchemy on the side and. Well, oh, you this do. is so, yeah, I, uh, it's just kind of a, a passion project of mine. Um, hoping to join the alchemist, uh, college next semester. Um, and you know, I'm just using this to pay the bills. Oh, just using I, this I hear to that. Pay the bills. Yeah. I used yeah. to, mm-hmm. I used to shuck corn, you know, for a couple extra, uh, copper. Well, shucks. That's a cool story. <laughs> yep. Haven't heard that before. <laughs> you're just a delight biscuit I'll, I'll tell you what uh why don't i why don't i give him, you five you can each have uh one of my latest uh potions here oh and um yeah it's uh well that uh, would be delightful she gives you each of those the elixir of dagani the elixir of dagani and what this will do is it will add a d4 to any uh skill check oh wow for one hour. Ooh. But we choose the skill. So you just uh, add it to any one that you're rolling. So if you're doing something really skillful uh, for one hour, you can add a D4 to any check that you do, I guess. Thank you very much, Dagani. That, that's that's mighty nice of you. No, I, I feel as, as craftspeople, we have to share where we can, right? Oh, I agree. Well, and uh, here's your salad, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Igneous spent most of that time grabbing a piece of bread and uh, largely ignoring the chef contest and just uh, checking out the magical quarterstaff that we took off the druid. Oh, while that was happening, uh, I turned to the rest of the party that's not Biscuit and I go, so uh, what's what's a red wizard? Are they just like into blood or or are they are they red? What's what's a what <laughs> what's their deal? Do any of us know about red wizards? Roll a knowledge. History. Ooh. I Ten. Negative one. Uh, Fifteen. Twenty-one. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Oryx, off the top of your head, you know that the Red Wizards, uh, a notorious and nefarious, magocratic ruling class of the inhospitable but well-inhabited country of Thay. Historically, they owed their power to being cruel slavers, demonologists, and archaic experimenters before most of their numbers wholly dedicated themselves into creating a nation of undeath, as the top line of the wiki says. That sounds bad. Yeah, they're, they're real jerks. I had a run-in with them a couple couple years back. Uh, oh, yeah? What'd they do to you? Well, nothing to me. It's, but they did something to my uh, former associates after they were already former. Ooh, you talking like that death magic? Like that make the bones jump up and do stuff? Yeah, something like that. Look, I don't think we necessarily want to mess around with these folks, so we should go in there, take care of it real fast, and get out. He's probably already heard we're coming, right? Like, we we did just murder two other people. Well, it's only been a matter of 
hours and I mean if we if we travel quickly mm, this duck is good <laughs> all right so we're, we're going to the jungles mm. all right ooh I'll put on my riding boots lovely do I uh discover anything special about the magical quarterstaff we got from the druid? How are you uh, trying to investigate it? I'm attuning to it during a short rest and looking at it real hard, meditating, meditating mm. upon its powers. It's magical in some way. You're not 100% sure. I feel um, like maybe like a plus three quarterstaff and <laughs> cast three. like wish <laughs> if you focus on it. And uh, it like has a cool extension thing where you can like poke people across the room. Maybe. That's what I'm feeling. Great. You feel <laughs> confident that that's what it is. <laughs> Extendo. No, nothing. All right. Nothing uh, happens. <laughs> Weird. You can try and make a wish if you death, want. Death. Cast death. Strike. <laughs> nope. All right. Nothing. Uh, <sighs> summon bats. Summon bats. Ooh, you nothing. say summon bats. Ooh. <laughs> and a bat comes. Ooh. And it comes up, and it it comes over, and it lands on top of the uh, it lands right on top of the staff. Hello, friend. <laughs> it says hi. <laughs> do Do you want this staff to summon talking bats, Jeff? That's a big investment for a DM. What do you mean? <laughs> hey, What's uh, uh, hey, Igneous, I just, I'm just uh, one bat. Igneous, if you if you uh, well, want, I can I can identify that. Tomorrow, I can. I just have to prepare the spell, but um, I can figure it out what it does tomorrow. That might be helpful. Just ask the bat right now. Uh, do you have any special fighting abilities? No, bat? I'm just a bat. Just a bat. I'm uh, a bat. You suck blood, or you're like, uh, nope. cast rabies or anything like that. Can I like see through your eyes or anything, or you can like tell me what you see? You can tell me what you see, right? Except you're a bat, so you can probably tell me what you hear, maybe? I hear a lot of things in here. Okay, we can we can work with that. Okay. Cool. What are we doing? Are we going to find fruit? Uh, we were going to find a red wizard, but uh, there might be I some fruit on the way. I want to find fruit. Okay, all right. Well, you look for fruit. You look for fruit, we'll look for the wizard, and we'll see okay, what happens. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and he flies off. Did, right, so did we we all witnessed the bat thing right we all like we all <laughs> i saw don't know happen. where igneous where was igneous during the bat thing like how much has this bat thing impacted my life did did they see a bat or did they just see me talking to the quarterstaff <laughs> uh anybody near you uh saw a bat did they hear it talk or did they just hear me talking to the bat <laughs> i it, Yes, what you heard and saw was real. It was not uh, fake in your mind. Yeah. You all saw that, right? You mean the rodent that flew and, and was spoke, chittering yep. in your ear? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Cool, right? However, that rodent has nothing to do with us killing a wizard, which is all I want to do right now, because the be sooner we kill now. that wizard, the sooner we can be done with this rubbish. That's right. Um, I got a couple go. more hours of mage armor, so let's get let's get to it. We're off to see the wizard. So, you guys uh, begin walking out of uh, Caster City, and it doesn't take long to 
uh, get into what is pretty thick jungle. This city really is right on the edge of a jungle area, and that becomes very obvious as soon as you leave the confines of civilization. And as you get off of the road, it begins to get very thick. You were kind of given uh, a few tips and pointers on where to go. You know that you're looking for Lungtina Village, which is just kind of a small little blip on the map, which was the last known location of Drodos Zavona, the red wizard that you guys are looking for. Everybody roll a survival check to see how well you can navigate through this jungle. 15. 10. Also 15. 17. 14. Okay, so you guys... Even though it's pretty tough, Igneous is maybe a little bit in the back, uh, coming over some of the vines and making their way through. Igneous, go ahead and roll a perception check. Fourteen. You guys are walking through the forest, and Igneous, you kind of, uh, it's very difficult to kind of make your way through this, and you kind of stop for a minute and catch your breath and uh, try and, um, you know, kind of get the muster to kind of uh, keep going on. And uh, as you do, you feel uh, something start to uh, come onto your shoulder. You turn around and you see the... Uh, for bat friend. You see the uh, large face of a snake that's no. right there on your shoulder that's coming down from the vine. And uh, you're able to uh, quickly uh, see it before it can... Uh, grab you at all uh anything you want to do at this point to i want to grab it and pull it <laughs> okay. away you want to grab it and pull it away okay so you want to just kind of hit it away yeah all right so uh go ahead and roll an attack then to kind of smack it away 22 at first or just kind of think it might be you know you, you just kind of see this snake head and you're not really sure and so you kind of try to grab and throw, uh, but what you uh, initially think is maybe going to be a small snake is actually uh -oh. uh, kind of this really uh, <laughs> much like a giant boa constrictor size, and so you are able to kind of fend him uh, off and uh, step away, uh, but now this snake snakes <laughs> falls snakes, snakes, down snakes. to the ground and uh, is kind of coiling up and ready to uh, pounce on you, so what would Angry you like to do now? Would you like to fight or flight? I would like to flight. I stumble backwards. Get away. Run away. <laughs> Past everybody else. I have All a right, lot of movement. Go, go ahead and roll a dexterity save real fast. With these. 14. All right. So uh, with the snake now down on the ground, you kind of uh, assess that it's you're going to try and run. As soon as – right at the same time you're deciding that, it lunges snakes, for snakes, you. Snakes, it snakes. just – pounces uh but you move out of the way and begin running and the rest of you behind from uh behind you just hear igneous calling out snakes 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 snakes, snakes. Ah! and he starts running in the uh forward direction i'm going with him <laughs> i want to run towards the snake and try and kill it snake I'm going to just kind of watch yenny and like be looking back and forth between igneous and yenny like kind of amused all right, so Yeti backtracks and heads to where the snake is. Uh, you see that it's uh, had lunged and kind of landed on a branch, and now it is uh, kind of coiling around as it sees you there. What would you like to do? <laughs> snake. I swing at it. <laughs> All right, swing away. Uh, 13. That hits. Oh, nice. Okay. 
Uh, I'm gonna go two-handed on this one. <laughs> Just real lumberjack style, go at it. That is nine damage. Oh, actually, uh, twelve damage. Twelve damage. All right, so you plant down uh, right into this thing and give it a, a hearty chop, and it swings back, and it is really not looking good. It's, it recoils back, but it is going to try and lunge at you. Ah, snake! <laughs> oh, that's a 22. All right, and that'll be... Ooh, it's going to do seven damage as it uh, grabs onto you. Oh, no. Ah! I turned to Deidre and I'm pointing, snake, snake. All right. Uh, just real quick, if anybody else wants to join in Yenny's little I'm going here. to kind of casually saunter over and then I'm going to attempt to deftly and expertly uh, hack off the snake's head with my rapier. Uh, so that's an 18, 12. So 18 to hit. That's going to hit. That'll be 10 damage plus, so it'll be 22 damage. Without missing a beat, uh, the snake is uh, writhing about, and Deidre comes up, and just in one flick of the wrist, just shoo, and the head of this giant boa constrictor goes flying across the jungle and lands on the floor uh, as it kind of snaps on its own. I'll, I'll catch it. I'll catch the head hand with mage hand, and I'll kind of uh, move it over right behind um, Igneous. And kind of flip oh, it no. over so it's like I'd be like, Igneous, I think we do got I, it. Turn around. See, oh, oh, got it. All right, all right, all right, all right. Do we see are there any more snakes? It's just the one snake, right? Roll a uh perception. If you're looking for snakes, roll a perception. I'll look for snakes. Nineteen. Seventeen. Nine. All right, so you guys look around, you kind of uh, uh, wait and kind of listen. You try and use a bunch of tactics to try and detect if there's anything there, and you don't see that there's anything else there besides other bugs and birds and snails and frogs and all the other uh, hundreds of flora and fauna that are around you in your immediate vicinity and the depths of the jungle here. But you don't see any snakes. Yanni, are you all right? That was quite embarrassing, but... Not as embarrassing, sweet. not as embarrassing for you as I'm sure it was for Igneous. You chopped its head off. That was cool. You want to do one of these? And I'm holding up my hand like like a high five thing. Yeah. You want to? What is, is this? Where you give me something as a token of tribute? Because... No, it's it, put put your hand on this hand. We'll do it really fast, and it'll go. Yeah, it feels great. You want? You wish to strike me? No, no, no. We're striking each other. And then the middle of the strike is where I the mean, if you wish happen. to engage in combat, we can, but I feel like I may have you slightly outclassed. No, no, no. You, you beat up the snake. I just, I'm going to have to jump up to do it, but we can do it. Come on. Just, just, just slap I'll kind my of hand. I'll put my it. hand out very uh, tentatively. <laughs> I go in for a slightly too forceful high five. Yeah. Ah. Mm. That's like, that's like a halfling thing. It's some sort of halfling tradition, right? Hand, sla- hand smacking, nah. orcs. We like smacking. We usually I kind of wipe my hand orcs. on my little doublet. And with the victorious high five, you both get an inspiration die. What? Yay! <laughs> they killed this name. Inspiration from a high five. Meanwhile, y'all just ran away. Oh, poor snake! What Some of us are more prudent than others. All right, you guys uh, 
give Igneous a hard time as you continue walking through the jungle. Look, guys, I used to work for a salamander, and it wasn't nice. They're not nice people. I just have a, a weird thing about that. What about that crocodile in the sewer? That's a different thing. <laughs> they they have legs. It's weird to not have legs, right? Oh, that's what it is. It's the no legs. Don't salamanders have legs, though? They're little stubby ones. Yeah, but they're still... It's a weird thing. not having any legs, that actually makes them slower. Hey, remember when I fought valiantly against that spider thing earlier? That was very impressive, right? We don't need to talk about the snake issue. Nah, it wasn't it's as cool as the snake thing. Deidre, right. Deidre, Deidre. Oh, stop. I quite like that, though. <laughs> All right, you guys are su- sufficiently pumped up and have gotten... Uh, <laughs> you're, you're ready to go. Uh, you continue walking, and the uh, jungle ceiling begins to thicken up as the trees get even thicker overhead and it seems like uh the the way in which things are growing it's getting even uh wetter and drippier and the ground is getting soggier it seems like you're almost kind of into a marshy area and what you guys see is that um there's lots of mushrooms that are around and as you're Uh, approaching where you think this um, village should be uh, you see that the mushrooms are getting larger and they're getting very large and uh, some of you see ones that are like four feet tall and eventually what you guys uh, as you are continuing to walk you see that some of the tall trees here are actually really big mushrooms that are growing up and providing the, the shade here and under that are uh, even more different types of mushrooms growing on the side. You see that there's red-capped ones. You see there's the bubbly type of ones that grow off of the side of trees. You see that there's the uh, moral type of mushrooms. You see that there's shiitake-style mushrooms. Uh, all kinds of Jeff uh, is literally mushrooms. naming every mushroom he can think of, both <laughs> there's a brown and mushroom. video games. There's a, a <laughs> there, are any, yeah. there are any big button ones? There's big buttons. There's small buttons. Uh, as you guys are walking through this mushroom forest, uh, Oryx, eventually you kind of, um, you're, you're looking around and you see that, uh, you, you're not really sure, but kind of on a, a toadstool top, uh, a little bit on the other side of between some of these larger stalks, it looks like you're seeing a, a mushroom smoking a pipe. Hey, uh, folks, what's, uh. Anyone else see that over there? Yeah, who's God, that? another snake. It appears to be a smoking mushroom. He seems like a real fun guy. That was a joke. Y'all, you get that? <laughs> I like that. That was good. <laughs> Thanks, Slingshot. <laughs> Took me a minute, but uh, but I like that. As you all are talking and kind of uh, kind of looking in that direction, um, the sure enough, like the form of this mushroom, uh, kind of. Uh, forms a hand and kind of waves at you guys. I'll wave back. Uh, Ooh, hey, do you hey want to hi- high five? <laughs> you just hear a voice say, come on over. Yenny, I would urge you to be very cautious about having any physical contact with that mushroom or any other in this forest. You have no idea where they've been. Hey, uh, hey do I recognize what kind of creature this is? Uh, roll a knowledge nature. Can I also do a nature on that? Oh, that's much better. Uh, 21. 
I got a dirty 20. All right. So based on the, uh, the type of forest that you're in and the, um, person, the individual that you're looking at, you think that this is a psilocybe, which is a animated mushroom person. Hey, Oryx, this is one of them psilocybes I heard about. I've read about it's like one a mushroom of those. person. It's like a it's like a sentient mushroom dude. I've read of those. I've never never encountered one. Don't myself. eat them. Don't eat them. It, this is the bad kind. Gives uh, you the gives you the willies. I generally try to avoid eating mushrooms or people of any sort. Yeah. Wait, are we gonna eat? Eat? No, Yen, Yenny. Don't eat. Don't eat oh. this guy. Oh, I feel but, like we're getting a little sidetracked, but perhaps the local may have some insight as to where this person we're looking for might be. So I think I think he, he might be nice. We we just gotta ask him some questions. Maybe. Hello, local. Local. Hail. How are you? Mm. Um, Ooh, he speaks well, common. Here, hello. I'm Deidre. These are my compatriots, and um, and you might be. I'm Fum. Fum? Fum. 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 Wonderful to meet you. Where? Welcome. Where is he from? Fum. Where? From From where? <laughs> I'm Fum here. <laughs> this is Fum from here. Hey, he's from here. His name is Fum. Fum. Yeah, you got it. Like a, like a thumb? Sure. Listen, uh, they don't have thumbs either. <laughs> so, thumb, uh, I take it you you know these this jungle uh, very intimately. You you appear to be a local, correct? Well, of course. Oh, fabulous! And and do you often have outsiders l- like us uh, coming through? Well. Not before, uh, but recently, yeah. Yeah? So yeah. you've seen others, maybe a little like us? Oh, like uh, bone fleshes? Like you? Yes, yeah, specifically rare in uh, red robes. Red, red wizard bone fleshes. Red wizard bone fleshes. You're talking about Drodos. Yes. Is he a friend of yours? No. Are you good? Not. Are you Drodos? I am not. I am Fum. I just had to make sure. Do we believe he- him? You can roll. <laughs> you can roll. Uh, <laughs> That's um, insight. Inception. I feel like insight. if the red wizard was a Inception. talking mushroom, somebody would have mentioned that. Twelve. Hey, listen, I'm hedging my bets here. I don't trust anybody. I don't even really all trust right, you that right. much. Twelve. Twelve. Um, it doesn't seem like he has given you any reason not to believe him at this point. All right, keep your secrets. <laughs> has this uh, Drodo score caused you any trouble? You need some help with that. Yes, if they were not around, it would be very good. Okay, well, I think we can probably help you with that if you can just tell us everything you know about him, anyone that might be with him, where he's at, and anything we should be aware of. Yes, we don't. We don't like them. Um, they are not good. Um, would you want to come and uh, meet the rest of my village? You want us to come with Fum? You can come with Fum. 
Um, yes, uh, I, I I suppose that's uh, now that that'd be great. I'd love that. I, I, we should definitely go with him. I, I I'd love to meet all all kinds of your people. Well, I don't have anything to share, but if you come to the elders, they can. They might be able to reward you with something. Well, let's go talk to the elders. You okay. guys want to talk to the elders? Elders, elders, yes. Elders. Quickly, mm. Fum jumps off of the mushroom, and they lead you into the village. And as you are uh, entering, you see that like part of the forest of these giant mushrooms. You see that part of them are kind of cut open, and there's these. Uh, psilocybes living inside of the mushroom houses and they have uh, you know little tiny mushroom farms that they're kind of growing is there like is it all men and there's only one girl and like (laughs) she's got little white heels they're blue and they sing a lot (laughs) and they're three apples high Uh, no, there's no there's no Smurf BS license stuff that we would have to get cleared. No, there's no copyright infringement happening uh, in this village. Um, but you do see it is just it's just kind of a a, a quaint little um, village here, and you see that there is a big difference in the sizes of a lot of these uh, individuals. Some are kind of smaller, maybe um, you know. Um, Yeni size or maybe a little smaller up to some that are you know six or seven feet tall and so there really is a a large range of sizes that you guys see and eventually um you know a lot of the people are looking at you as you're kind of coming through but eventually you come into this uh big hollow mushroom and there are uh several different types of mushroom people sitting around uh ones that have uh kind of more dome heads one that has a a purplish cap that's a little pointed one that uh has these uh magnificent gills all all around the side of it but you see that they are uh, sitting around as uh fum leads you in uh fum says elders i have met i have met these flesh bones from outside the forest and they are here to take care of Drodos. And by by take care he means we're gonna get rid of him. We're gonna kill yeah, him. Yeah, we're gonna kill him, maybe. I just think it's important that we're real clear with our objectives here so that if they disagree with it they can tell us now. Intention being clear, we can now proceed. We will find a way to eradicate the problem, is what my compatriots are trying to say. Yeah, what she said. One uh, speaks up and says, We would like you to end the being known as Drodos. We prefer that they not inhabit the forest around our village. And another one speaks up and says, Yes, they must be stopped. They must be destroyed. And another one speaks up and says, Yes. They are no good. They must go. Arx raises his paw and says, I just want to be clear. Are there more than one of them? Or have I just been getting their pronouns wrong up until now? There is only they that we call Drodos. All right, then. Hey, uh, Elder Salasab, uh, big fan. I, I, my name is Biscuit, by the way. Um, uh, d- d- we we would love to take care of this problem and get back your, your younglings. Is there any way that you could, is there anything you can do to help us out? Like any kind of... Any kind of thing you can give us to, to help us on this our journey? They they kind of look around to each other 
and they say, we can offer a reward. We have collected uh, shiny objects from other uh, flesh bones like yourself, and we would be willing to give them to you because we think that they might be of value to you. And they kind of pull over us, this kind of big box and they kind of dump it out and you see that it's full of gold and silver and uh, gold and silver pieces as well as like jewelry and trinkets and kind of just a lot of a mix of uh, shiny metals. They say these, uh, you can have them. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's mighty generous of you. I mean, they're, they're, they're shiny trinkets are probably not worth much, Right, Deidre. I mean, pre- but but we'd be happy to take. Them. I mean, the wonderful thing is, you know, you can always find out later. <laughs> yeah, resale value and stuff. So why why don't we? Uh, we'll we'll find your uh, your missing youngins and and um and we'll bring it back. Hopefully. Well, we 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 certainly hope so. Uh, would you like to first celebrate with seeing the ethereal plane? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what now? How's how's that? Typically, uh enlighten ourselves with uh, seeing the ethereal plane. Uh, we would like to celebrate, but we think that it's best based on, based on some situations that we got going on to celebrate after we have succeeded. So, if that's okay with you, we'll visit the ethereal plane after we have defeated Drodos. They kind of look at each other. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, Sineo here can show you to Drodos's tower which he has crafted himself right atop one of our most sacred earthen mounds. And Seneo stands up and says, Yes, follow me. We'll go out this way. All right. Uh, well, bye, Fum. Fum says, Goodbye. It was nice to meet all of you. Well, we'll see you soon, hopefully. Yeah, we'll be back in the ethereal plane in no time. We look forward to it. <laughs> I, I just imagine Jeff has like five pages of stuff he just throws in the garbage. Like, fine, gotta see the wizard. <laughs> He's just gonna be completely normal now. He had all these ideas. <laughs> just a guy a in spiritual red. Spiritual wolf, gone. <laughs> okay, let me just delete all these uh, files. Let me turn off all these filters I was gonna put on the camera. Okay, great. <laughs> we'll save that for the after party. Hello, listeners of The Roll Table. This is Jeff, your DM for Season 4. A big welcome to the midway of the episode. So excited that you're listening along with us. Hey, off the top, I wanted to give a shout-out to another local game store and... This week, we're talking about Game Empire, which is here in San Diego, and if you're in the San Diego area, you know about Game Empire, because that's where you always went to get the Magic the Gathering cards, the Dungeons and Dragons books, Warhammer. It's Game Empire in Claremont Mesa here in San Diego, GameEmpire.com. Check them out if you're in San Diego. Stop by, buy a new board game. And if you want to tell us about your local game store or bookstore, and give them a shout out. We'd love to hear who's helping you out. So let us know on Twitter. It's at Rolled Table. Give us a mention. Tell us what awesome local game store or bookstore is helping you play Dungeons and Dragons. 
The best way to support us is to leave a rating and review on whatever podcast service you're listening to right now. It only takes a sec. Go on there. We'd love to have that five-star rating. It's very appreciated. We like that rate and that review. If you want to check out all of the cool art that's happening, you got to go to our Instagram. We're putting up the pictures of our characters that Chris is drawing, and it's a really cool, fun place to hang out. It's at Rolled Table on Instagram. Part of editing this season and part of the really tough thing is that we have so much fun recording for several hours at a time, but as we edit the podcast, sometimes we have to cut things out. And in this episode, I had to cut something out that was a really neat conversation between Chris Daly's character Carver and Remy, the NPC who leads that group. And I had to cut it out, but I wanted to still share it. I think that some people might enjoy it. So if you want to check that bonus content out, it is on our Discord. And you can find our Discord server. Search for Knights of the Roll Table on Discord and go to our Season 4 chat channel. And you can find that piece of bonus content on there. Some of the combat music that you're hearing is from Weston Gardner. We love him. He's Arcane Anthems on Patreon. Go and support him. Check it out right now. He makes music that you can use for your D&D adventures. All of the awesome art for our characters and maps, you know that they're illustrated by Chris Daly. You can support him on his Patreon, which is Dungeon Heads. It's a really fun time. He posts some amazing works of art of people's characters that he draws. If you have a character that needs to be drawn, if you want to see your character brought to life, you can reach out to him at Dungeon Heads on Patreon. If you want to talk to us, give us feedback, have questions, or want to put an ad on the show, it's Knights of the Roll Table at gmail.com. Get in touch with us. Look, we know that there are so many D&D podcasts out there right now. They are a dime a dozen, and we appreciate that you're giving us a chance listening to our podcast. We love making it, and we love that you're listening to it. So let's get back to the adventure. It's time to go out, but stay in, and make life an adventure. The sun rises over the vast deserts of Red Basin in the middle of this unforgiving environment, having just been welcomed in by a clan of Afriti people. In your kind of large tent, there was room enough for all of you to comfortably have a night's rest. And as you wake up, you see that uh, Remy is not in the tent uh, at the moment. Uh, The flap of the tent gets pulled open and you see uh, a little girl's face and it's Izo and she's looking in. She says, hi, good morning. Hey. Hi. Are you guys up? We're up. We've been up for two hours. Hey, Branch and his friends are awake, yes. What do you, what do you guys want to do today? We made breakfast. Do you want to have breakfast? I was thinking we could make a kite or we could draw on the sand or we could make a sand castle or we could make glass out of sand or we could make we could have a sandball fight or we could slide down. I can show you how to carve certain things out of wood if you'd like. Ooh, that would be fun. Sure. And just as she's uh, in the middle of explaining all this, um, Brahma the Glamorous uh, comes up and says, Sweetie, hold on. Guys, sorry. Just and closes the flap. Sorry, you guys take your time. It's everything's fine. You come out whenever you're ready. And he kind of takes uh Izo away. Come over to the main tent, uh, he says, whenever you're ready. So, sorry for the interruption. Well, I can't really go back to sleep after that. 
Now, now I feel like they're just out there waiting for me. Before we head out, is there concern over the last time that we had a chance to talk? We figured out that the item that we took was a helm of insight. Yep. And are we trying to deliver that to something? Don't we have a, a secondary, like a primary mission that uh, Remy wanted us to accomplish? The Getting the helmet was Remy's primary goal. Um, that's kind of all that he's told you so far about that. So there wasn't necessarily, he wasn't giving it to, you know that he wanted it to help in his mission of finding knights and uh, to discover who are good knights and who are bad knights. So don't, um, don't, is Remy with us? Not right now. Don't we have to deliver the the helm somewhere that he wanted us to go? Or... Don't know. He's been rather cagey about all the details on that one. Uh, perhaps that is uh, where Remy has gone. Hayes and Brahma and Izo are also having breakfast with you and um, just kind of small talking and, you know, asking about your adventures and you guys are relaying about, um, you know, where the journey you've been on so far and they give you some tips about staying away from sandworms and you just kind of share some real basic information. Turns out, secret, it's cayenne pepper. You gotta put some cayenne, Ooh. yeah, you gotta put some cayenne pepper on your boots and... Yeah, it's good for everything. It's cayenne pepper is great. Car- <laughs> Carver just comes up right to the table and like s- kind of stares down at everybody and just waits for the conversation to stop. <laughs> uh, hello, hi, yes, Carver? hi. I had a conversation with Remy. He is going to stay here, but he gave us his blessing to help these people. Uh, there you have it. We've been blessed. You're. <laughs> You're going to help us? Carver says we're going to help you. So uh, <clears throat> what do you need us to do? We, we just want to go home. We just want to go back to the mountains. And we just want to try and reclaim any bit of the, the life that we had. And this guy's in the way. What was his name? His name was uh, Gohal the Brutal. Gohal the Brutal. That's a yeah. way cooler name than the Unfortunate. I'd like a name like that. Sarsa the Brutal. Sarsa the Relentless. Well, Sarsa, last night you gave yourself a name. It was Sarsa the Sexiest of All Times. And then you said you were, I'm Sarsa the Never, I'm Never Going to Die. I thought she was a, Branch thought she was a Sarsa the, no, I do not have a drinking problem. What are you talking about? And then you were Sarsa the, I don't drink to hide my feelings. I don't have any feelings. You don't have feelings. I don't need help. You need help. This checks out. Uh, uh, You know, truth be told, all of that is incredibly on brand for me. Okay, well. I know, I'm very familiar with each of those phases of Sarsa's Night. Anyway, so point us in the right direction. We'll go uh, negotiate with this Gohal guy. Negotiate? I... However is necessary. And uh, Brahma steps up and says, Our brave heroes! Oh, stepping to it again. Uh, we're so we're so thankful ahead of time. This is amazing. Uh, truly only travelers from far and wide could come and save our simple Afriti way of life. Aren't each of you pretty powerful, though, with the confetti and the high-level spell yeah, slots? Yeah, I think like, they what's, were just bragging about that, about how it was so easy to make all that happen. Well, uh, you know, br- look, Brahma is 
Brahma is about show. Brahma is about the glamour. Brahma is about a way of life. Brahma is... Talking about himself in the third person. The, well, yes, Carver. The Bra- Brahma is within all of us, and Brahma is a thing in which we bring out of ourselves. And my, my magic reflects that. My abilities channel that which is the beauty inside. Well, perhaps you could give us a little bit more insight into how someone like Gohal managed to overthrow not just Brahma, but the entirety of the Afriti touch. He channeled his, his darkest magic, his darkest side, used magic that controls people, used magic that makes him stronger. Honestly, it's that we just didn't want to fight him, partially. We, we didn't want to lose anybody else to him. The choice seemed either we were going to try and die for our freedom or we were going to become his servants. And so we decided to leave. If we make a stand, would you fight him now? I think that some of us could. Several of us are uh, a fighting age. We could certainly guide you and and help you. Um, Well, would you be able to spare anyone to come along with us? After all, more numbers would increase our chances of success here. Of course. And um, he says, just hold on, give me a, give me a couple minutes. And kind of goes and um, after a while brings a few people over, says, uh, okay, so bear with me. I know that we don't have a ton, but we have some, uh, we have some, some people who are willing and able to help. Okay. So first, Otazam the Pleasant. And um, you see this uh, kind of smaller, portlier um person and he looks like he's uh maybe a little older on in years and um he says oh hello it's so nice to see you are we gonna go fighting today <laughs> what did you say his name was otazam the pleasant otazam the pleasant if you'll have me i'd love to travel with you <laughs> and um we have uh Bethed the royal he says yes it is me bettered i'm <laughs> trained and sold and regality i can join you on your quest it says and uh you're gonna really love gekish the lucky and it says now we're talking what's up uh i'm Gekish the lucky so, do you have anyone who could join us who are not Looney Tune impersonations? <laughs> and, uh, turns out, these are the only ones you got. <laughs> uh, do you perhaps have a uh, a like Fred the really good fighter, or uh, like Betty the I will not die if hit by a large sword, or anybody like that? We have uh, Atod the illustrious. Hey, Todd, you want to come? And he says, no! <laughs> well, Bet had said that he was good with sword, so perhaps that's something. Yes. We uh, have some time on our journey to figure out what they are good at, and maybe we can come up with a plan that no one will get hurt. Hurt? I've never fought anybody that's real. And he pulls out this uh, oh, thin wooden uh, dowel, and he says... Masters only practice with wooden swords, of course. And he kind of uh, goes, see, look, parry, parry. And he lightly taps it on uh, Delith's uh, shoulders. And underneath he says, ooh, ooh, repartee, ooh, repartee. Oh, uh, touche, ooh, oh, very good, very good, oh, very good. 
petted the royal, and he sheathes his uh, dowel back. By dowel, do uh, you mean toothpick? Because that's what that's looking like to me there, boy. Oh, it's a little thicker than that. Look, it's regulation. Exactly I don't want to be, be dramatic, but I think we're all going to die. No. Hey, not when you're with a uh, geekish. Look, I've never died. <laughs> I've been alive. I've been alive. Wait, 600 all right. Years. Operative question, yes. uh, geekish. Yeah. Does your uh, lucky magic extend to people around you, or is it really geekish centered? Uh, it's mostly geekish. Okay, let's huddle up, people. Okay. Huddle up, not. Okay. Not you oh, all. What are you doing? Ginny's over there. And uh, me, Aldazab. Do you want so no. I can I can join? I'm very no, nice. Hang out over can there. Can I make Look. you some tea? Back up. Okay, good. Sure. Okay. Bring some tea. Okay, I'm going to make tea. Listen, everybody. Uh, do, we, do we, we can take all of these folks. They could be distracting at best. Maybe we should just like charge out on our own here. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, you're talking like human shields. Yes, I I like that. That sounds good. Uh, but we also have to, like, hang out with them all day if we bring them along. So I'm just weighing pros and cons. Let's be honest, all right? We got to look at this through the lens of what is going to be our advantage here. And the only advantage we have is that this person doesn't mm-hmm. know that we're coming. And that element of surprise is really the only thing we got going for us. Because let's be honest, those guys are not the boldest and brightest that this tribe has to offer. We're not exactly on the par with any of these creatures and obviously this guy was terrifying enough to uh force them all to flee so i don't know i don't i don't hate the idea of traveling light i mean why don't we just sneak out there we don't have to be committed to doing anything if we can lay low and kind of size it up and and see see what seems reasonable if we have an opportunity we can go and we don't have to deal with the regal over there or why don't we ask each one of them to tell us what their most powerful spell would be or ability. That seems like a very practical approach. All right, All right go for and it. Then I like that we can idea. make our decision after that. Uh, autism, the pleasant. Yes. Uh, what would you say is your most powerful uh, spell or ability? <laughs> or what do you bring into the table here? Oh, well, watch this. And he goes. And he begins to, a uh, black cloud begins to uh, come around him, and it shoots out, and it kind of engulfs each of you, and you're given an overwhelming sense of, of niceness and charity, uh, and uh, uh-huh. kind of like when um, somebody opens a door for you, or um, uh, offers you the last donut in a box, or... You know, um, maybe we could have him do that on Gohal the Brutal, and he just won't want to fight no more. Uh, fun fact, I actually did that to him before, and he shot me with a spear. Uh, you mm-hmm. seem to have not died from that, so that seems like we could try again, yes? <laughs> that sounds terrifying. <laughs> I'm going to vote to Next. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll be right over here. Uh, Benton the Royal, uh, what is your most powerful um, attack? For, it says, uh, um, okay. Spell uh, watch this, and he uh, he takes out his dowel, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, Hanukkah <laughs> and it goes, and it flies out of the tent, and you can kind of see like over out through like in the horizon, like somebody's kind of like walking very far away, and then all of a sudden they go, 
ah! They go, ow, what the, what, they, who threw their towel at me? Bertrand, was that you? I mean, that could be, that could be useful. Some kind of arranged annoyance. That's what I'm saying. Can you get it back? I can walk over there and get it. (laughs) Jeez. Oh, boy. My weapon comes back to me. Oh, well. I guess you're a genie now, okay. He's not past, that one's not passing my threshold for I want to hang out with him all day so he could throw a sword real far. Uh, Gekish, would you like to demonstrate what your uh, most powerful ability or spell might be? Uh, I don't know, uh, don't you, uh, try and hit me. Alright, I'm going to charge at him with my mace. Okay, and... roll an attack. <laughs> This guy's just gonna go. <laughs> Please roll a twenty. That'd be so good. Uh, that's a twelve to hit. All right, you go up and uh, go to swing, and Gekish just calmly uh, steps back, and you whoosh, just hit down on the ground. He says, "Yeah, it's pretty lucky, huh?" That's pretty good. Uh, and then I'm gonna real quick uh, throw a sacred flame at him, and that he has to make a dex save. So you blast a sacred flame at him, and uh, it hits him, and it catches him on uh, catches him on fire, and he just calmly uh, takes off his jacket and sets it down, and it's on fire. He says, "See, it was a wool jacket. <laughs> wool is very flame retardant, so uh, it's pretty lucky, huh? I didn't catch on fire." <laughs> I mean, I don't hate this guy. He's way less annoying than the other ones. I can also, I can also grant you three wishes. Uh, can can you grant us these wishes now, before we we leave? Perhaps we could wish for at uh, Gohal the brutal to not exist, or uh, we could wish for better fighters. Well, or uh, uh, I got I uh, <laughs> I got to tell you the truth. Uh, you know, uh, it's not so much that I grant you wish, uh, as much as. I make you not want to have the wish come true at all in your mind. So, like, you know, which is better? To get the thing uh, that you want or to not want it anymore? Uh, having the thing that, uh, that, that, that we want would be better. Uh, potatoes, potatoes. Potatoes, potatoes. That's all I'm Do saying. Do you think that would work on Go Hall the Brutal? Well, he'd have to make a wish. I can't make him wish. I like where your head's at with this one here, Carver. You know, slip a cue card under his uh, doormat and think he's going to say it? That's a pretty smart guy. That's what I'm saying. From what I've seen, Sarsa is very persuading. I'm super ready to walk. I'm already walking. I'm walking, everybody. We're walking. This way? We're going over there, right? We're walking. Hey, remember when I had a ship? Hey, one of you can, like, get us there faster, right? Like, somebody has any functional spell that could, like, just move us over there real far. Anybody? Or transportation of some kind. I could become a uh, camel. And someone could ride on me. Or uh... Artisam says, Ooh, I have the perfect thing. I can't wait for you to have it. And he uh, goes over and there's a rug on the floor. He pulls out a little tiny pipe. And he goes, And the uh, rug starts to lift up a little bit <gasps> and then it moves out of the way and underneath there's just a small cart there and he says oh, no. you can have my cart <laughs> if you'd like 
<laughs> what a chip. I hate everything about this. Fine, Camel Branch can pull the cart. Let's go. Okay. All right, you guys set out across the desert uh, with Gekish the Lucky, I assume. So uh, you guys get uh, walking out in the desert. Jarek is also, by the way, whenever you're walking through the desert, he's learned the Mold Earth cantrip recently, and he's in the habit of just, like, making little sandcastles practicing it. So, like, he's not terribly hard to follow because there's just these, like, mounds of sandcastles wherever he goes. Can I uh, be riding Branch in order to avoid any sort of conversation with Gekish? Hey, you know, one time I was at this uh, casino uh, (laughs) and uh, won 43,000 gold. That is, a, that is a lot. Fascinating. All right, we're walking. All right, you guys set off across the desert, and uh, it takes a, a few hours as, as the sun begins to rise, and it starts to get warmer, and uh, it really starts to heat up. The wind starts to blow. Gekish is just kind of walking and leading you guys, and every once in a while, he'll just kind of randomly change direction and be like, oh, it's probably this way. I'm facing this way now, so it's probably this way. And uh, you guys start walking in that direction. He's like, oh, man, it's getting hot. And uh, he puts his foot down and he steps down and there's like a wet spot down in the sand. And it kind of uh, caves down. This this piece of earth kind of falls down and it kind of exposes this beautiful pool. And he bends down and he uh, has a cup and he just kind of picks it up and he drinks it. Ah, perfect. (laughs) And uh, everything just kind of is going Gekish's way. And everything's coming up Gekish. Everything's coming up Gekish, baby. And um, <laughs> episode title. <laughs> <laughs> everything's coming up Ge- Gekish. Yeah. All right, we're going to write that down. All right, and um, before long you see that you're starting to get, uh, as you're kind of heading east, um, which would be you're walking kind of into the sun most of the day, so it's uh, it's very bright. Uh, you see that you're uh, approaching a colossal uh, mountain range that's very brown and rocky and rough, and you're getting closer and closer to it, and you can see that it has pretty big... Um, it's very much like the Coachella Valley, and you see the mountains there where we are in San Diego, uh, out in the Borrego Desert, and you see the, the kind of quick uh, way in which it's just kind of desert, mountain, not much transition in between there. You start seeing that you're kind of getting in towards more of a Badlands area. It's kind of uh, rocky, and the sandy the sandy dunes are starting to give way, and uh, you're climbing up and over, and whenever uh, Gekish loses his footing on uh, some slippery rocks, he kind of rolls in a perfect way that he uh, can just stand right back up at the very bottom of the of the hill. Before long, you guys start to see that there are these big carvings taken out of parts of the mountain, and uh, you're hearing kind of uh, some rumbling, and you're kind of hearing some activity maybe inside of the mountains, and you see that there are um, some caves up there, and Gekish kind of, he points up, he points them out to you as he comes and says, we're starting to get to uh, our caves here. We live deep inside this mountain here. There's a systems of caves that uh you know we'd uh you know live in and have different parts of the caves for you know hanging out for you know playing cards for so gekish am i to understand that these caves are interconnected yeah they connect uh you know uh they say uh, some dwarves were here, uh, you know, thousands of years ago or something, and they made some of the caves. And you know, so there would be a possibility and... that we could perhaps navigate these caves and perhaps try and get the jump on Gohal. 
Yeah, probably. You stick with me. I bet we'll find him in no time. We'll just walk in there and make a few lefts or a few rights. We'll just do whatever feels right, you know? Thoughts? Group? Navigating caves is you do it by gut. You don't do it with, you don't do it with your head. You do it with your gut. All right, and as you guys kind of are coming over uh, another another hill, you see that um, way that's really hard to uh, get a full grasp on of the scale. It looks as though part of the mountain has been uh, mined out and burrowed deep into it, not just in like a cave that a person could go through, but in a cave that could fit an ocean liner, this massive uh, hole that is being carved into the side of it. And you see that it kind of looks as though some sort of big, boring, not boring as an uninteresting, but as a a device that bores has gone in and uh, created some sort of hole into the mountain here. And uh, as Gekish comes over and says, well, uh, well, that's uh, that's new. I think Gohal's uh, done some remodeling over here. Uh, question for the group. Can sandworms dig through rock? N- no, they can't. That's why we lived up in there. We didn't like those sandworms. I mean, you know, we can kill them pretty easy, but, you know, we like keeping in harmony and all of that. So, you know, we just, that's why we live up in the rock. They don't go in See, rock. They can't. It's okay. Too I soft. cayenne pepper. Yeah, you, get, you guys need a cayenne refresh? Are they getting on you? Okay, get some, get some more cayenne, okay? Then he, he gets okay. some out and he puts it on. Yeah, get some, get some on those shins, okay? Gotta go all the way to the shins. Kind of itchy. Gekish, do you know if these interlopers are attracted to anything? Sounds, smells, um, anything that would... Anything Sexy that teethlings. Would, exe- anything, uh, visuals that might uh, cause them to come out. I might be able to help in that realm. I don't show a big plate of some uh, salami. Uh, you know, you could show him like a, you know, a pretty dame or something. I don't know. He likes what uh, so he we likes, all like, you know. Just like me, regular old geckish here. He likes to eat. He likes to party. He likes, uh, you know, smoking a cigar. I guess. Uh, <laughs> going to the old cock club. You know what I mean? Well, I I have an ability that um I could. Uh, it's called magical tinkering and I can create a light or a recorded message that can be heard up to 10 feet away or I can or it can emit an odor an object uh, or it can create a visual effect that could be a picture or words or um, a combination of elements like that cool so you can basically do VFX yeah it's a little a little just, holographic yeah. projection or, or it emits a smell yeah, or do some a sound but one of those things. If only some way we could figure out who Gohal's father was and then simulate the approval of his father, then that would be, I think, the trick right there. Because typically, well, folks like this, it's usually some kind of daddy issue. Well, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't mean to, like, uh, explain things to you or anything, but, like, uh, free tea, it, you know, uh, he's what we call, like, a pure free tea. Like, he's 100% a free, and uh, so he wasn't, like, ever, um, you know, born. He's just kind of, like, always existed. That's kind probably of like an, why he's got daddy issues. Daddy wasn't yeah. around. Didn't have any daddy, because he's kind of his own daddy. He kind of, genies kind of make themselves out of the fabric of the ether that's all around us. You know. If, if he has always uh, been around, uh, can he be 
removed from existence, killed, uh, stopped, or, or is he? Yeah, yeah, Alfredi's. Un- yeah, we could we could die. Yeah, any any Alfredi's they could die. Even pure's, uh, you know, mixes, halvesies, quartersies. You know, we're, we're mortal. He has been alive <laughs> forever. Yeah, he's been alive since you know the. Uh, the cosmos were aligned when the affinity stones were made or whatever, you know? <laughs> well, I feel like we have a foolproof plan. Yeah, let's just get in there and we'll see what goes, what happens, you know? Well, you said that he likes to eat or, or hunt, maybe Branch. You have the ability to turn into animals, yes? Uh, yes. Perhaps Branch turns into an animal. I will create some sort of object that makes him smell delectably good um, the rest of us can sneak up and attack him from behind and bind him somehow or hold him down what what does he uh, what kind of animals would he like to eat this is better than okay. using an actual animal because I, I would not want to harm one of them oh sure I mean uh, you know uh, cows or pigs goats um you know, uh, Yanti likes to eat sometimes. You know, have a hey. have a bugbear. Yeah, How I about get a bear. Get a, a bear. bear? Yeah, I can be I can be a bear. I have a a a I know how to be a cave bear. And these are caves. Could be something that looks tempting to eat, but can also fight back. I could be a giant boar. Guys, you you're, you're way overthinking it. Let's just get in there and we'll 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 talk to him and see what's going on. Okay. Hey, I mean, okay. truthfully, Trust me, I, this is gonna work out. I'm trusting Gekish at this point. Hey, sure. All right, let's get going. And so... (laughs) (laughs) What? What? I'm willing to throw myself to the genies at this point. Let's go. We we are just going to talk. We're just going to go in the caves and see what happens. Uh, Do I trust... That Gekish is not just throwing us to the wolves here? (laughs) Roll an inside check. Oh, God. Insight is plus five. Uh, 23. Gekish does think that everything is going to work out for Gekish. All right. That's what uh, he believes. Gotcha. Despite all the evidence to the contrary. Yep. He doesn't, and he doesn't seem to be lying to you either. He just, it's not like... That is what I asked. Yes. So <laughs> he doesn't see... It's not an intentional thing. He doesn't seem to think that it's anything particularly right. unusual. <laughs> Gekish the Lucky was one of the names I read. So Gekish says we should talk. Do you guys think we should just go in and talk, or should we? Should I be a bear, or should we fight? Or I think away? we should go in as long as Gekish is directly in front of us at all times. Okay. All right. I'll. I, I can leave. That's that's no problem. And you guys start uh, walking down, and um, you uh, see that there's this uh, gigantic opening into this mountain and uh you see that it goes really far in and you're hearing this uh rumbling uh that's happening as you guys are going you continue to walk and uh it just is a a a very long tunnel and uh, surprisingly you know as big as the mountains are it seems like you're really uh going quite far in here the rumbling sounds that you're hearing Um, are getting louder and louder and you get to a a point where you kind of turn around a bend and you can see that uh, on the far end there's this uh, lighted 
giant area here. And you can see that uh, with his back to you, taking up the entirety of this what must be uh, 50 feet tall chasm, is this Afriti. He has this swirl of black smoke that he is floating on, and you see uh, his, his bare back there. And almost like he has giant... Hulk hands. He is just um, wailing on the rock and throwing it back. And the the person who is doing the tunneling itself is actually Grohal the Brutal. And you guys uh, are approaching this as you go. And Gekish, she's just like, yeah, that's him. That's him right there. And he says, hey! hey. As, as we were walking up, I'm kind of grabbing out one of my um, one of my sets of uh, tinkering tools and and one of my little carvings of a of a boar <laughs> and and I'm kind of infusing it with um, the magical tinkering spell and and I'm gonna give it a smell of like really tempting meat you know what mm-hmm. or at least what I mm-hmm. think that is just to kind of like have it in my hand and all right so you have that in your hand and you guys are uh, rapidly approaching the uh, the digging uh, that is going on right in front of you. Just to, just so that I can get the picture in my head. He's just sitting on a cloud of black smoke, digging? Yes. Okay. And he is enormous in scale. Has he noticed us? He has not noticed you. He is continuing huh. to kind of work. He seems pretty focused. Chisel, and I'll, I'll have Chisel come out of my shoulder and, and I'll say, put this um, a little bit to his uh, left. And she'll kind of fly away with the little... Uh, good smelling of meat little boar sculpture you guys watch as this kind of happens and eventually um, this kind of uh, hand digging slows down and it stops and you see that his hands kind of return to uh, a normal uh, size kind of looks around and then he he starts to laugh (laughs) Gekish the lucky you have returned to serve me, and you have brought five slaves yourself. And he turns around just as uh, an evil version, the evilest version of a genie that you can imagine, um, with a, a goatee that jet black and Is he pointed like Jafar down. At the end of uh, at the end of uh, Jafar as a genie at the very end. He is uh, turning around and says, "Yes, they will do nicely." <laughs> Question. I raise my hand, walk out. Hey, I'm Derek the Unfortunate. Uh, just a quick question, if you have a minute. You dare speak to your new master? Yes, just if you don't mind. I did, like, it's sort of like a request to speak, really. I See, in my culture, when we raise our hand, that's like, I'd like to be called on. It's like a question. He uh, gestures like his you. hand out and a plume of black smoke goes down and uh, picks you up and brings you closer to him and floats you in the air. And he says, What do you have to say to me? I forgot. Uh, I'm a little... Okay, yeah. Uh, What's with the the digging? Where are you you trying to get? Maybe we could help you out. (laughs) You cannot possibly help me. Puny humanoid like you. And he throws you back. Whoa! And you fall tens of feet backwards. As that happens, uh, you hit the ground. You take 16 points of fall damage. I cast 
feather featherfall. All right. So just as that happens, featherfall is cast. You fall without without taking that damage. Oh. And uh, he says, "Oh, Gekish, you have served me well. You've brought me more more magic users. I see." And Gekish says, uh, "Actually, um, we're kind of here to stop you." Gohals says, <laughs> uh, "No, Gekish." You're not question, question. Over, see the hand. <laughs> he again, the black smoke <laughs> picks you up and pulls you, pulls you back. To keep saying, you, what is your name? If we can't help you, I told you my you name. You did not tell me your name. I'm Jarek the Unfortunate. I opened with that. Jarek yeah, the Unfortunate. He did say that. Yes. Listen. What do you need? If we can't help you, why do you need slaves? What's the good? Is this just like a totemic thing? That's ridiculous. Yes. I don't know what that is. It's for for my own power. It makes me feel good. To have slaves? Yes. So you're lonely is what you're telling us. All of your genie friends have left you, and you're lonely here all alone, digging tunnels in your caves. You need a friend. And I'm going to tell you, your friend-making skills are not very good, Go Hall the Brutal. And he's going to turn you over like a... um, like somebody playing with uh, a, a bug that they've caught, and it's just going to kind of shake you upside down <sighs> like that, and uh, kind of uh, squishes you a little bit. You feel this crushing pain of uh, under his under his thumb and index finger, and again he throws you back. He says, "Your options are to serve me or die." Listen, Gohal, first of all, uh, I have to say, you've really gotten pegged. I don't know if you know, but that's Jarek the Unfortunate. Uh, so you're right. He's pretty pathetic. He never told me his name. Uh, twice. Hey, but do you smell something? I smell your tricks, Artificer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> do you think uh, your illusory you think? magic can fool me? I am powerful beyond your wildest imaginations. And uh, Chisel is up there, and and she's gonna fly up as we're talking, and and she's gonna do an attack, a force empowered rend. Okay. Force damage to his face. Seventeen to hit. Misses. So it comes up and uh, tries to do something, uh, but you can see that it uh, it does in fact hit him, but it has no effect. It is as though a feather has landed upon him. And he says, So you have chosen death. This is Chris. We're excited that Knights of the Roll Table is part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. But did you know that there are other geeky podcasts you can listen to? There totally are! Such as The Anime Fantasticness of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped and Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about one superhero, hero, villain, or team one issue at a time. But we also have some new baby brothers in our podcast family. Explore the vast universe of geekdom with Geeksploration or Talking Animation's Finer Details with JD's Inc. and Paint Club. So check those out today. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. Mm-hmm.